Money right in the end, who the man though? Pile up the cash, then I do that money dance though. 50k for the beat in the events, huh? What's the light when your house is like a mansion? Welcome back. You are in fact listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz. Thirty in thirty, thirty lessons from my life in the month of my birthday. And as promised in the prior pod, we're going to be talking about stacking six figures. Now, I believe that this is day number sixteen. I've recorded four today, so this will be the last one. I'm currently sitting in the dark on a Sunday. Uh, then it's time to go to bed and get ready for another big week. Yeah, so week, no, sorry, day number 16, stacking 100K. Now, uh, this one won't be overly long because I sort of explained most of like the how in the prior uh, pod, so yesterday, but this is a little bit more of the why. Now, I, this is, again, I think uh, Grant Cardone talks about Stacking a hundred grand to to learn that you can actually do it. Now I'd never had a hundred thousand dollars in my life. I'd never saved that amount of money, even when I brought my house. Um, and and I I don't don't think it'd be a high percentage of New Zealanders that would ever be able to do this. So um, that's the, I guess the thing when you watch American content, you do need to be a little bit mindful that uh, their world is a, a lot different to ours and. And some of their incomes are very high and they've got scale. They've just got hundreds of millions of people that they can sell things to. And life's a little bit different over there and everything just seems to be a little bit bigger. I noticed that when I was traveling there as well. So um, just be mindful when you hear about them um, talking about millions and billions and trillions and all those different types of things because their, their world looks a little bit different to our little New Zealand. But for me, this was a very intimidating target because it was a hundred grand. I'd never saved that amount of money before. I had no idea how long it was going to take, but I implemented the forty percent rule, and I wanted the challenge of doing it. And I, the reason I did it is because I thought, well, if I look through my history of finances, I can't seem to hold on to a large amount of money, and I could see with the person that I was going to become that I'm going to start having larger sums of money. So I wanted to embed some principles and some understanding in myself that I could be trusted with large amounts of money so that I didn't fall back into some of the traps that we've already spoken about in these podcasts. Now, along this journey, I did have some large sums of money and I did some dumb shit with them again. And I could look back and go, like, how the fuck does this continue to happen? But if we look at people who get paid bonuses, who inherit money, who win lotto, all these things, they often don't end up with that money after three to five years because we don't really know what to do with it. Now Grant Cardone, for instance, he always talks about how people don't know how to make money and they don't know how to multiply money and that that I think is, is probably true for a lot of people. I get so many people asking me, where do I start with investing? And I sort of think, well, I thought I thought that people would be following Keep the Change you know, once they start investing almost or they would know where to go to find that info. But you know, there's still so many people that are trying to figure out how do you actually get money to work for you. Um, and it's a very confusing time with just the, the dynamics of the world to actually figure that out. But uh, I can see what GC means when he says that. And for me, this was just about getting on the path and having a crack. So I've dug out my notes where I 
started, and it was May 2019. And the things that made that up were a $3,000 investment that I had. I had $1,200 in cash sitting around and eight grand sitting uh, saved as well with access to that. And that was May 2019. So I had a grand total of $12,200. So by now, I guess in my life journey in terms of these lessons, I'd started to earn some money again. I'd started to start saving by the looks of this, obviously. And I knew that I was on a better path and I'd broken the back of um, you know some of the expenses that I'd had. I think by now I've, I've killed um, some of the credit cards and things like that because I don't have any debt written down on these. Admittedly, I've told you before that my parents did lend me some cash when the business was in its infancy and uh, that was the, effectively the debt that I've got written down here. But no consumer debt by this stage. Tidied that up, tidied up the credit card. Like everything is basically clean. And now it's just time to start stacking some cash. So May 2019, 12200 bucks. That feels like quite a while ago, to be fair. But really, it's, what is it, 20, 21, 22? I had to count that out on my fingers. How bad is that? I always count things out on my fingers. I think it's habit. Coming up three years, right? But... Um, you know, there's a pretty low bar for for some people, but for some people you'll be thinking, well, that's actually quite a lot of money to have saved. But, um, you know, I was only 12% of my way to the 100K goal. And I wanted to do it to see, could I do it? Could I stick to it? Did I have the discipline? And what was the process actually going to be like? Now, if I fast forward to June, a month later, I've, uh, I've, I've, sent the eight grand off to my sister. That can go, because I don't want to touch that. I don't want to have access to it. So I've told my sister, hey, I'm going to start sending you some money, put it in a separate account, don't send it back to me. Okay, yep, cool, sweet. So now 11 grand with her, I've got three grand in my investment still, and 200 bucks sitting in bonus bonds of all things, which eventually got wound up. So I've advanced myself $2,000. I've made two grand progress. Now, key thing here, I've got May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. And I'm not going to take you through each of them. But why do I have that? Well, just like I teach in the Money Mail Lessons, start to track your progress. Start to actually keep a financial position. Your assets, your liabilities. Do this monthly. This is what businesses do. Some businesses pay us to actually report to them what their financial position is at the end of each month. You can go into your accounting software if you've got a business and you can do that. There's no reason why you as an individual shouldn't be doing that as well. So I'm practicing what I'm preaching, and every month I'm actually telling up, okay, what are my uh, assets and my liabilities? Come July, I've sent some more money to my sister, I've got three grand in my investment still, and I'm putting money into bonus bonds. So that's an automatic payment going into that, and that's what I'm building up there is a little bit of an emergency fund. Because remember, I've told my sister, do not send me the money back. So I need to have a little bit of money on hand, but you can see that in May, I started with absolutely zero, so I had no emergency fund, so I had no cash sitting there should I need it. Now, come, let's fast forward to October, I've got $1,100, so I think I must have been putting in $50 a week, $50 a week into an emergency fund just to slowly stack that up, and I was praying like shit that I wasn't going to have any emergencies. Now, I can, I'm not going to take you through each of these months, but basically every single month I am writing down where I'm at, and I'm tracking it. And by the end of December, I am 
uh, I'm actually halfway to the goal. So I've done really good because I'm starting to get paid a bit more. I'm saving 40%. I've got written down every time I've paid for my sister as well. I've got them written down what I've paid. And it's 40% or something. So it's like 1200 1500 And then remember I told you sometimes I get bonuses. And then I can see these lump sum payments. Eight grand. I've transferred my sister eight grand. And then 300 1200 3800 650 1200 800 You know, it just keeps going up and up and up. And those are all 40% amounts. And also, there's a couple of large sums there. Now, I guess interestingly, even for me, I, I feel a little bit bad like saying this because I know that it's quite a lot of money to somebody. Uh, but, you know, this is my life and it is what it is. But I can see I've written down 15 grand. So I must have got a really good bonus. And as spoken about in the last pod, I could play with that, have some fun. Oh, don't worry about it. Maybe I'll do 40% of that. Well, 40% of that would have been a four, five, six grand. But no, I was disciplined enough to go, no, I want to get to this goal faster. I want to be done with it. I don't need it. I can still live off of my 60, fire over the entire 15. So that's what I did. And by the end of 2019, I've got $49,000 sitting there and I'm halfway to my goal. So I've actually achieved it really quickly. And I know, well, the, the first half of it. And I know that that's not going to be the same for everybody and not necessarily fear, um, but that's just, that's my situation. So uh, by, I guess by, what's that? So June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I'm seven months into it. I'm pretty disciplined at the 40% thing. I'm putting some money aside and I'm getting a bit of rhythm with this and and now I'm starting to see some progress. I scroll over to my next page where I continue to do this and I now have another one, two, three pages, four pages of this. And let's have a look. Basically, I achieved this by March 2020. So it took me less than a year. Um, but what's changed along this way? Let me just figure out what's happened in here. One of my investments that I had, my three grand investment that I had, I turned it into $9,000. Outstanding investment. So my three grand's become nine. That's six grand that I haven't had to store because it's done it itself. Now, not everyone's going to be able to do that, but I got a little bit lucky with that and it happened, right? And I had some other side hustle projects that I was working on because I was trying to increase my income because I was trying not to, I couldn't afford to live off of the the 60, like I told you. So I was trying to find ways that I could add in more income and uh, I was doing that as well. So I was doing the things that I was talking about in yesterday's podcast. Now, if I have a look at this too, something else creeps in and it's the word stocks. So in December 2019, I started to get itchy. I thought, well, I've got 50 grand put aside. I'm halfway there. It's time to start investing again because I knew that eventually I want to start investing again. And so I had to decide, okay, when am I going to buy some stocks? So I think from memory, I brought 10 grand worth of stocks in Sky City of all things. You would say, Sky City, oh no, easy in hindsight, but... Remember that this is December 2019, this is pre the pandemic. January, much the same, 2020, um, and my stocks aren't increasing, but in February, I put some more money into the stock market, and then in March, I put some even more even more in, because again, remember going back a little while uh, in this pod, I was saying we have to 
figure out how we can multiply this cash too. So I was able to do that with my three grand investment and turn it into a nine grand investment. But now I've invested 20 grand into the stock market. And I've got written down here 31st of March 2020 bonus bonds. So now I've built up my emergency fund as well, $2,700. So I've got some money there that's not gone to my sister. And that is $50 a week. And there may be the odd 100 here and there with a little bit of extra because I wanted some funds should anything happen. And luckily nothing had. So I didn't need to dig into those. And again, out of sight, out of mind. That's why I was using bonus bonds because it's not an account that I could see. I couldn't get tempted to dig into it. I would try and uh, completely forget about it, but I'd remember it each month and check the balance and fill that out. Now, uh, I'd sent over a fair bit of money to my sister, but 20 grand to the stock market, and I've got written down here, uh-oh, like U-H-O-H, uh-oh, because uh, we know what happened, don't we? We uh, had this big thing called COVID-19 kickoff, and the market shat itself, and those stocks started to decrease. So even though I'd start, saved 20 grand, they started to go backwards. The other thing, I, uh, I, I moved into an apartment and I've got a bond here of two grand. So that to me, that's an asset because that's an amount of money that I assume and expect that I'll get back because I don't think I'll be a larrikin and ruin my apartment and have that taken from me. So in my eyes, that is an uh, uh, asset to me as well. And I had gone past the 100 grand mark and I've got three ticks and I was a very happy lad. Now, then at the bottom of this page, I've got goals, already thinking about, okay, what's next? And I've got KiwiSaver. So my KiwiSaver, I wasn't including in this $100,000 because I was trying to stack 100 grand. So I've got some in bonus bonds, I've got some plenty gone to my sister, some in the stock market, and then a cash or a bond for a couple of grand, and I'd gone past the $100,000 mark. So I've done it reasonably quickly, but... Uh, I don't think I would have done it if I didn't implement the 40% policy and figure out how to live off of the 60. That forced me to increase my income and find ways to do that. It got me thinking about investing and what was I going to do there because I knew that I wanted to start investing at some stage, but at the same time, I wanted to prove to myself that I could stack the hundy because I know from prior times in my life I've brought shares and then I've ended up watching them too closely and selling them and all these different types of things. So uh, I didn't want to fall into that trap again. But, you know, this is the, the danger, though, is that just as I achieve it, 31 March 2020, COVID hits and the whole fucking world changes, doesn't it? The governments all around the world start printing heaps of money. So fast forward to 31 March 2022, which is only a couple of weeks away, that 100 grand is probably in real terms only really worth about $90,000 if that. If I wanted to buy a house with that 100 grand, well guess what? It's probably only really worth about 60 grand of which it was two years ago because the governments have printed so much money that they have, like, it's, I'm just keeping it simple for you that they've printed the money, but there's so much money in the system and it's looking for a home and it is going to housing and as we've seen, we've got 40% inflation on housing. So, my hundred grand from two years ago isn't worth the same as a hundred grand in thirty one March or if I was to bring that and try and spend it in two thousand and twenty two because i uh, i would I'd get less house and I'd get less food I'd get less petrol and all of these things because they've all gone up and inflation is here and it looks like it's going to stay here as well therefore I knew, knew I needed to start investing and I needed to start figuring out how I was going to make some of this money work for me. So that was my next problem. Now I'd figured out how to get some, 
I figured out how to save it, how to build in some discipline. Now it was time to figure out how to multiply some of this cash. And that is an ongoing journey for a number of us. But, you know, I didn't um, I didn't stop here. I've got on my next pa- pla- uh, page, plan to get to level two. Now the level two plan was prior to COVID really, really kicking in. And it was with the goal to buy a rental property. Now I've sort of put that parked that to the side when the housing price uh, park housing par- parked that to the side when the housing prices went nuts uh, because I didn't want to end up with a massive mortgage and be back into that trap that I've spoken about in the buying a house uh, podcast. But I'll probably get there again at some stage, or I'll figure it out. I might end up buying a five million dollar home and and setting that goal and going after that. And if it takes me 10, 15 years, I don't know, I don't care. If that's my goal, I'll go for it. I'm not going to buy a house for the sake of it. But a rental property I could see was a very smart thing to be thinking about in April 2020 because I knew with all this money that was getting printed, what were Kiwis going to do? They were going to go and buy houses. But they did it fucking way faster than what I thought they were going to do it. And I sort of missed the boat. So again, with the benefit of hindsight, if I didn't piss around in my 20s, if I didn't sell my house in the NACI, if I wasn't a fuckwit with money all the time, maybe, just maybe, when that crash happened in 31 March 2020, with my brain and my realisation that, wow, everybody's going to buy houses, house prices are going to go through the roof, what could I have done? Bought a second or a third house and being been even richer on paper. But I couldn't, could I? Because I was still repaying the sins of my prior life. So this is why it's important for people that are sitting there going, oh, I'll just wait till next week, oh, I'll wait till the year after. Once you get yourself on the path, you realize what opportunities you miss out on by delaying for so long. Do not be like me if you're young in your 20s listening to this and go, ah, fuck, I'll worry about that down the track. The reason we stack cash, the reason we learn to save, the reason we build in discipline is to give us options. Options are a great thing to have. Now, when your back's against the wall because you've got a maxed out credit card, you have a mortgage, you've uh, got consumer finance, you uh, are paying off a lazy boy, uh, king size bed, all of these dumb things, you can't play with opportunities. You don't have options. You've foregone your opportunity to take some of these chances and take some of these opportunities because you're on the back foot and you're playing defensive. So again... Lukey boy, 20, 20 March, uh, 30 March 2020, I knew what was coming. I knew all the Kiwis, they were going to go buy houses because it's what we do. And it's what happens when money gets flooded into a system. Once I saw how the government responded to COVID, I thought, fuck, this is going to be interesting. House prices are going to go up. Everyone's saying they're going to go down. I've got a podcast recorded a long time ago with a mate, and I said, mate, if I could give anyone any advice listening to this, it would be get in a position to buy yourself a house, do it with some friends, do it with some family, whatever you're going to make some money. I even did inquiries of my own. I decided, nah, not for me. I'm just going to stick to my path. Um, and what do you know? 30, 40% house price rises all across the country. I'm not saying, oh, well, how'd you predict that? What an oracle, great stuff. Uh, if you did enough research, you could figure out that this was just history repeating. But uh, I, it doesn't matter because I didn't I didn't take advantage of it, did I? So, you know, shut up, put your money where your mouth is. And I couldn't because I wasn't in that position to do that yet. And again, that's uh, me paying for some of my prior choices, but it is what it is. Anyway, I carried on on the path 
and every month I'm still writing down exactly what I've got. I stopped uh, sending money to my sister, and once I knew that I could be trusted with this cash, I started to invest a lot more, and I started to put more money into the share market. By October 2020, I've got Australian stocks, US stocks, New Zealand stocks, and and basically um, 30 grand sitting over with my sister. The rest of it's sort of deployed. I've got a Hatch account, I've got a Sharesies account, and I even have pop up on this somewhere, maybe it's the page after, crypto sneaks in somewhere, November 2021, no, 2020, November 2020, my first crypto purchase, five grand. So then I start playing in that space. So I've got sharesies, got my cash, got a bond, I've got stocks in New Zealand, I've got stocks in the US, stocks in Australia and crypto. And these are all slowly increasing from November 2020 through to March 2021. And uh, I started to use some of this cash too to invest back into other opportunities, other things that I was working on. Uh, My tax bills started to increase as well because I was earning more and I was earning more from my side hustle as well. So then I had to put some of my side hustle money aside and start paying tax on that. So I've actually got a debt written down. Luke, remember you've got 16 and a half grand of tax to pay. All of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, okay. One of my goals, which won't be, I won't be too far from, uh, is to pay more tax than the income that I had in my job when I left. Now I've achieved the goal of basically making more money from my side hustle than my full year in employment and I wrote about that in a prior money mail lesson but uh, my next one is to pay more tax than my 87k salary to uh, or when I when I finished up working so uh, I'll let you know when I do that I don't think that'll be too far away it should be I actually have to have a look at the end of this financial year but uh, I usually do things in financial years because I'm an accountant so 31 March is the end of the balance date and that's sort of how I map out my years, whereas a lot of people use the calendar year. And that's completely fine as well. The key things are that you set goals and that you put in methodology to help yourself achieve them, and that you stay disciplined, and that you get after it. Interesting thing here that I've got written down too, in February 2021, I effectively hired an assistant. So I got to the stage where I needed to start buying some of my time back. I noticed that I was becoming inefficient, it was becoming harder for me to do a number of the things I was doing. I couldn't write money mail, do a podcast. I wasn't even doing the podcast by this stage, actually. I was just doing the written beast. Uh, I couldn't get it on Instagram. I couldn't get it on Facebook. I couldn't um, you know, repurpose it and put it on LinkedIn and all these different places. You know, I needed to start building some systems to allow me to scale up. And one of those things that I needed to do was to hire some help. So if we go all the way back to developing in yourself that podcast, remember that someone said to me, well, once you work to your strengths, you'll notice that your life will completely change and then you can find people who can help you work to your weaknesses. Ah, well, February 2021, I could start doing it. Remember, I learned that, oh, it's probably 2018 or something. So it's probably taken me three years to actually get to the point with what that lady was teaching me about when I was saying, well, I don't even know what the fuck my strengths are. I don't even know. I don't even know what my weaknesses are, and I don't know how I'm going to get the money to pay someone to help me figure uh, figure out how to do the things that I'm not very good at. So February 2021, it was starting to happen, which is very exciting to look back and think about that. 
I've also got written here too, Remember Luke, that shares are long-term purchases. I'm quite a big fan of talking to myself. I don't actually have Remember Luke written down, but these are notes to myself that I'm reminding myself, okay, well, if you're buying shares, because by this stage I've got uh, 55 grand, 60 grand worth invested into New Zealand stocks, and I'm trying to make my money work for me, because by this stage as well, I'm trying to get a dividend from these and get a financial return on them. I've got a reminder to myself, shares are long-term. You should be at least buying stocks you want to hold for the next two years because we're still in a rough, uh, rocky time with COVID. So if you're thinking about buying things, investments, think about why and what purpose uh, they are and why you or how long you want to be holding those things. I've also got a note here, that I want to be be willing to invest in myself because that's exactly what we spoke about a couple of pods ago and I knew it was working for me and I knew that, okay, hiring someone or getting some time back into my day, that was going to be make, make me more valuable but I needed to continue to invest some of this money back into myself to ensure that I got a bigger return as well and uh, that's something that I have continued to do and I figure out where I'm going to invest that money. Now, by the 30th of June 2021, actually 30th of April 2021, I finished, filled this out for the last time and I moved to my spreadsheet version, which you would have received in Money Mail 2, I think it is, in May 2021. Now, I think May 2021 was basically the birth of Keep the Change. So I moved to my online version rather than my iPad version and now I do my financial planning, financial position. Every single month I have a calendar reminder set up to do it and I do that on my spreadsheet which I can pull up at any time and I can predict out my cash flow as well. You know, what expenses have I got coming up this month? How much money do I have? And I also key in an automatic calculation, okay, 40% of my income that's coming in because I'm still doing that. And like I said, in the last part, I fell off the bandwagon for a bit, but I'm back on that, and that's uh, how I know exactly what I should be sending off to my sister um, so that I, I can't touch it. Or uh, now I've kind of changed my strategy because inflation's here. I know that I need to get my money to work for me, right? So I need to take some risk because not taking risk is storing cash. Now, cash stored will give us options, great, but I've got. 30 grand sitting there, right? That that should cover a giant fucking emergency. I would have thought so. I would have hoped so. I don't know if I've had an emergency in my life that's been 30 grand. So I'm probably being overly prudent there, but it's almost sitting there as an emergency fund, a rainy day fund, and an opportunities fund. If there's something that comes up that I need to throw some cash at, well, then I've got some cash sitting there to do that. But, you know, I, I stay pretty liquid in terms of the things that I own, I know that I could sell some things and get access to some cash should I need it. A lot of people who tie up their entire net worth in property, they can't do that because property is very illiquid. So it means that the the way that most people access cash from a property is they go to the bank and say, hey, can I please borrow against this? Hey, I want to build a debt. Can I please borrow to do this? You can't sell off a portion of your property to do that to access the cash. You leverage against it some more and you spend more of the bank's cash, and then you have to repay it back. Um, so anyway, I I try and keep cash sitting there for an emergency, but at the same time, I know that 
leaving cash around is actually rotting because at the moment cash is rotting at, they tell us it's 6%, I actually think it's higher than that. It's 40 if you want to buy a house, maybe it's it's going to decrease a bit, but you know, cash is rotting because there's inflation here. So as I explained a bit earlier, your cash is going backwards and we need to be mindful of that. So I've got to figure out what I'm going to invest in and that's something that I've continued to do. I'm not going to go too deep into that in this pod, but I'm not storing a hundred grand and leaving that sitting there in a bank account because I know it's going to be worth less at the end of the year. I'm taking my chances and trying to figure out can I f- find an investment that's going to ensure that my hundred grand is inflation proof and going to be worth the same, if not more, at the end of the year and also generate me some more return. Now, I hope that has got you thinking. Let's recap this because this was the target of 100k and I thought that this would just be an easy 15 minute pod but the target was 100k. Why? Well I'd never had that amount of money before. I didn't even know if it was possible and I didn't know how long it was going to take and I wanted to really challenge myself. I'd saved 10 grand before. I was pretty happy with 10 grand, saving 10 grand, thought that was a big achievement and 100 grand I'm like fuck, there's 10 lots of it. How many people in New Zealand have saved 100 grand? I'm not too sure. Uh, I'm not too sure how many people from absolute scratch with no help of their parents, nothing like that, have gone right. I'll start with, well, I started with 12 grand basically, but that was zero before that, and I'm going to get to 100 grand. So now I know that I can do that. What does that do for me? It gives me confidence. It gives me confidence that I can actually store 100 grand. I learned how to trust myself again. I learned that I didn't fuck it up along the way, that I didn't grab it and go, you know what, I'm going to wreck 20 grand on some trip overseas, or I'm going to. Um, do something stupid or I'm going to just shout all my mates a bloody trip to Disneyland or or something, I I could actually save, store and hold on to and protect $100,000. That's another level for Luke. That's unlocked another level in Luke and I'm teaching myself, good man, because one day it's going to be a million, then it's going to be more. So we need to figure out now how we can handle these types of amounts of money because they're going to come, and they're going to come in the future, so we've got to set ourselves up now for the people that we're going to be in the future, so that when we get there, we don't fuck that up. Now, that's what I'm trying to teach myself, and that's the path that I was on. What else did I do? I stored it with my sister, because again, I, I didn't have the trust in myself. I was worried that I was going to fuck it up. So, sister, hey, can you hold on to this for me? Why? Because I've been an idiot in the past. You know about that. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I do. You are a fucking idiot sometimes. So, yep, good stuff. Cool. Don't give it back to me, okay? Yep, sweet. Oh, look, if something really bad happens, uh, do. But otherwise, you know, you just hold on to it and uh, and we'll go from there. Cool. Good on you, bro. See you later. Sweet. Done. Now, what else? Three, the 40% rule. I was storing 40%. And then every time I got a bonus, got some extra, I was sending that off to my sister as well. What did that teach me? We learned about that in the last pod. I needed to figure out how I can increase my income. I needed to start hustling. I needed to change my mindset. I needed to figure out where else could I get some cash from. That's exactly what I did. Now, as we got later in the process, what else did we learn? Well, savings not overly smart. Storing money in a bank account's not overly smart because the government, and this isn't a beat up on Labour, this is going to be the same when National eventually get in. I'm going to beat up on them too because I don't think any of them uh, are going to ultimately be in control of people like you and I, our financial future, because we're trying to get in control of our ours, uh, our own. So we need to understand how the system works and how these what these people talk about and how they say one thing, but then actually the opposite says, remember, they said that they were going to bring the price of houses down. How'd that go for them? Oh, yeah. Anyway, so I knew that saving money, storing money wasn't very smart, so I had to go back to my investing. Then I needed to put some research in because I didn't know where I was going to invest. Okay, then I needed a strategy. What am I ultimately trying to achieve? I'm trying to decrease my cost of living. 
Therefore, I need to buy stocks that are going to pay a dividend that are going to help reduce my cost of living by paying some of my rent for me. What else did we do in here? There was something that you've missed, and it's the absolute cracker, monthly tracking. You want to keep an eye on your finances every single month, more regularly if you can. This helps you train progress into yourself and actually stay on the wagon. There you go, five steps, 100K target or set a target. It might not be 100K for you, but set yourself a target. Store some money somewhere out of sight, out of mind. Make sure that you can trust yourself again. Do it to prove to yourself you can do it. Use the 40% rule. Remember that once you get there, now you've got to figure out what you're going to do with it, how you're going to multiply it. But give yourself that time that you're actually trying to save it to figure out how you're going to multiply it. And again, track your progress monthly. If it turns to shit, it's all good, you know? It's all good. Just trust the process, get back to it, carry on. It's not supposed to be easy. Who cares how long it takes? Do it so that you know you can trust yourself. That has been 100K. Wow, I really thought that that was going to be a simple, fast, easy one for you all. But in day 16, we've learned how to stack 100 rack. Like a mansion.